Hey everybody, it's your boy Davis over at confreaksandgeeks.com and we have a special that I wanted to uh, try out for the very first time. So since we can't go to the conventions and we can't meet some awesome people and stuff, we I decided let's do it. Let's do it uh, from a nice, our nice cozy place at home and uh, and talk to the people themselves directly. So uh, if it's if this catches on, we'll definitely do some uh, some more of these kind of uh, formats of interviews and stuff. But definitely, if you do, just give us a give us a thumbs up a like or a follow on our youtube page uh cf the cfg channel and we uh, may also be putting this as a podcast uh service as well so definitely stay tuned in the near future so i'd like to introduce a very awesome cosplayer that i met a long time ago over at evo uh evo throughout the, count- the countless years she's a great uh great street fighter cosplayer and uh, uh also a great person i'd like you to meet uh piggy nucka how you doing i'm doing good how are you I am doing awesome. Oh, well, you know, as much as you can be right now with the, uh, you know, the pandemic and everything, but yeah, 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 no, it's just kind of a little stir crazy, but that's, that's awesome. But I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we're able to do this here. So, uh, well, let's, let's just get right into it. Uh, let's t- uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, who is Piggy Nucka? For sure. Um, well, my na- real name is Nikki. Um, I'm 30 years old. I live in Los Angeles. Uh, I'm a cosplayer, but professionally, I do motion graphics and compositing, so I do stuff for, like, ads, and I've done uh, visual effects stuff for, like, movies and TV. Uh, I love cosplay, uh, and I kind of have, like, a side hustle with that, but it's mostly a hobby, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Uh, Yeah, so it's, uh, and, uh, like, and is there a story where you got the name Piggy Nucka from? Yes. So, um, my name's Nikki. So, but like when you're playing video games, like that name is going to be used since it's so common. So I started swapping the vowels in my name, um, for different things to see like what worked. And that was like never chosen when I was playing games. And, it, and I think I just was like, Oh, it sounds cool. Like, I like how this sounds. Um, so that just became like my, to this day, it's the name I put in on like all video games I play. But the piggy actually came from, there's a game on GameCube called Cubivore, Survival of the Fittest. Oh my which, god, yes, I know Yeah, that. you I play this that. little cube and you rip off appendages off other cubes uh, to, like, evolve and, like, you have cube intercourse, <laughs> like, in a bush and, like, produce offspring. But when you put your name in, it sticks piggy in the front of it. And I... I just thought it sounded really funny. Like me and my ex at the boyfriend at the time were just laughing hilariously at it. And we were like, ah, oh, this works. And then I just started using it. Cause I was like, oh, I'm a bit on the bigger side. And I've, I've just have really pink skin undertones and pigs are cute. So it works out. <laughs> That's awesome. It's kind of funny that you got that from that game. Cause every time I thought about that game, I was like, man, this is like the story of a serial killer. What you're doing <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with those cubed animals. It's like, Oh, let's take appendages out and put it on yourself. But <laughs> when it's uh, old polygons, it's, it's okay. Cause it's not so graphic. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true that's awesome and uh how long have you been cosplaying uh about 16 years now so i started oh, in 2004 man. so oh my gosh so you so like you've been like so have you been doing the con scene for that long too like during that same time period yeah actually actually i think it might be 15 years because my first con was in 2004 but my first cosplay i think was in 2005 so oh okay so you were like 
opened your eyes uh, on the con scene, then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I want to be a part of this. And you yeah. decided to do your thing. Oh, that's awesome. What was your first con? Um, so I'm originally from Oregon. Uh, and so was, there's this convention there. It's our own. At the time, it was our only anime convention. It's the biggest one there called KomoriCon. Uh, and I, I lived in central Oregon. So I wasn't even like in Portland at the time. I was in the middle in the small I lived on a farm, so I had never seen like cosplay before. And some of my friends had gone and they're like, it's so cool. Like you gotta go. And I went, I was like, Oh my God, I gotta do this. I gotta <laughs> come every time now. <laughs> wow. That is even like for 2000, you said 2004, 2005. Yeah. So during, during that time, like even like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Oregon's pretty, uh, pretty rural, right? Like yeah. there's not a lot of, yeah. It's like, like uh, I can only imagine the kind of, like how did that how did cosplay itself kind of reach you to that kind of situation to be like yeah i need to go and check this all out you know congregate yeah uh, so portland oregon is like which is where the convention was held is pretty big um yeah but uh like i had friends that traveled up there all the time so they kind of like brought that idea to me and they they like it was crazy because I remember this was, I found out about it my last year of middle school and then I went my first year of high school. Uh, but I remember my friends like came to school in their Naruto costumes and I was like, whoa, what's this? Is this a thing? It's not Halloween. And they're like, we learned about cosplay at KamuriCon. You should go. And yeah, then it just like opened my eyes. To, I didn't even, Halloween's always been my favorite holiday because my birthday's in October and I'm big horror buff um and uh but so i've always loved dressing up and knowing that i can dress up all year round was such like a cool idea to me so <laughs> i was like uh, uh it's like i can just imagine the situation you're like wait a minute you can dress up uh even after halloween you can actually do this and it'll be it will be totally fine with it it's like mm -hmm. okay i'm sold man that's so cool that's cool that's cool to hear and uh what was your earliest cosplay that you remember that you've ever done my first cosplay my mom made for me, it was uh, Ruby Moon from Card Capture Sakura, which is like, there's the first half with Sakura, and then later they introduce this other kid named Errol, and he basically has like alts, alter egos to um, Kiro, and then uh, the angel guy whose name I forgot, and there's uh, this uh, butterfly lady, and so she's like in a dress with like pink hair, and I had a Party City wig, because uh, there wasn't even a party city in the town that I grew up in. There was just this weird tourist trap that had a costume shop attached to it. It was this place called the Funny Farm, and I that was all they had were like party city wigs. So my mom got me this like thin ass pink wig that <laughs> just looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I wish there was a photo of that. I, I have one. I have one. Oh, I would love to see that. <laughs> I will shoot it to you. <laughs> Cause you know it's funny because like you're old enough uh at this point because like uh like I started going to conventions like in O two and like my mm -hmm. very first con was like Acon and like the climate because how big anime and comic and all these different kinds of conventions have changed so drastically now uh to what I remember it like in the early two thousands is like night and day difference. It's yeah. like you got you could only work with what you had and you basically MacGyvered your way to get to get a to get what you were wanting. So like the uh so I can just imagine just cosplaying like that is just must have been like a trek to just do, you know. 
Definitely. I do uh, a lot of wig styling. So I like to, mm-hmm. um, and I host panels at conventions now for wig styling. And I like to bring up like how difficult it was to find wigs back then and the websites that after I got more into it, the websites that were available and having to order things from Japan, but post not being great. So like waiting months mm. to get your wigs oh and things like that. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I bet like, I bet you the same thing was like for like contacts, all these like circular lenses, all this nonsense that had that, that like the, the drama that you had to deal with just for the, just for that. And you said you did, you said you did wig design too. Like uh, just curious, like what was the hardest one? Like what kind of, like what was the hardest kind of wigs did you ever make? Oh gosh. So my, my, I've done commissions and stuff like that. So I think commission wise, uh, the hardest was I made a Peridot wig for somebody from Steven universe. And (laughs) I'm very proud of that wig. I based, I'm, that is the one wig I can say I made entirely from scratch. I I carved foam, like a foam helmet essentially. And then Mm -hmm. I layered hair on top of it. And I, I, I want to say that it's one of the better ones I've seen, not to like gas myself up or anything. But, uh, my, not, my, oh, sorry. Oh, there's like, so you're not saying you're a big deal, but you're a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. I, I've just, I was like, that was such a hard one. And I, I was just like, yes, I did it. It looks the way I want it to look. And then the uh, hardest wig I've done for myself was I cosplayed Philia from Skullgirls. And oh I did God. I did the whole shebang, including I made her um tentacle her hair tentacles and I made them so they're covered in hair. And I had wow. a whole it took me I went through a lot of iterations of that and I could only work on cosplay on my breaks during college. So that cosplay took me like a year to complete because I kept going through like, okay, how am I gonna do this part? How am I gonna do this part? And uh yeah, eventually I got it done and I was really happy because I the first time I wore it all complete was at an anime expo where they were doing Skullgirls panels and Alex Ahad was there. So I got to like go to his, his booth and he drew me a little picture and wrote, you're the best Philia. And I, I cried. When I walked away. <laughs> Man, it was the wig. Was that wig kind of, you said you made it like look like tentacles and stuff. Like, so it was look like it was, was it like in freeze framed like action while you were moving or. Um, so what I did was uh, the because Philia's hair is like I know it's all like moving all the time, but there's like she has normal hair, and mm-hmm. but then she has these two like spiky tentacles that kind of like come up from the sides. So I basically had to rip off the whole all the hair off the back of the wig because Samson's back there, the face that's on the back of her head. So I like built that up out of foam, covered that with hair, and I had put teeth on it, and he had like eyeballs oh with, like inset into the wig, and then for the uh, the back of the wig like was like a normal like straight long wig but i had for the tentacles i carved them out of foam covered them in hair and then they had wires sticking out of the top and i had a harness on my back because they were a bit heavy and i knew that throughout the day it was going to pull the wig off my head because they were really big they were probably like the size of my arm like but mm. curled and uh, yeah, I had this harness on my back where you kind of like slip them in and basically the normal hair covered it up. The things you do for cosplay, I swear. <laughs> that is, it's like, well, yeah, it's like, it's, I always find it fascinating what people do just to kind of get what their what the overall outcome is. And uh, especially, especially wig design. Cause I think one of the things, especially in cosplay that people kind of underrate is the wig, is the hair itself, especially like anime hair and then like, and all that stuff. Cause it goes on all different directions and they have to stay in a specific kind of pose. So 
most people kind of forget that part is, is also just as important as the outfit itself, you know? And it's pretty scary to cut, like, and cut the hair. Like, I know a lot of people were just like, I spent $40 on this wig. I don't want to cut it and ruin it. Um, <laughs> so, and I, like, understand that. The only reason I got into it was because I wanted to do a cosplay, and I asked for a commission and saw how much those commissions cost. So I'm like, I don't have that kind of money. Better teach myself. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the mentality that you have to have sometimes, man. That's crazy. Uh, okay. So like, uh, and I mean, I like, I usually see you like at Evo tournaments, you know, cosplaying it up most of the times. And that, that's actually how I first met you. It was actually funny because uh, I was looking in my old photo. We have a gigantic archive of random photos. And uh, and then I was like, wait, I remember you uh, when I saw you last year when you cosplay. And I was like, oh, man, it's like I met her two years ago. I was so surprised <laughs> I saw that. So I was like, OK, cool. And then it's like, so um, how long have you been attending Evo? And uh, do you and when you go, um, do you usually participate in the tournaments itself? Um, so I'm a spectator because I'm I love fighting games, but I'm not good at them, and uh, I, I just don't have the confidence. <laughs> but uh, I've been going since 2014. Uh, it wasn't until around that time that I started attending conventions uh, outside of Oregon and actually traveling. Mm-hmm. So my first Evo, I actually drove uh, with a in a car with my FGC buddies from Portland. We drove. All the way from there to Las Vegas, it was about a 16-hour drive. That's Air insane. conditioner was broken, so that was what? a trip. <laughs> you couldn't rent a car, y'all. You could just say, "Let's re- let's put some money in to rent a car or something." You, you I didn't went know until AC? we started driving. I was like, "Oh, it's pretty hot, guys. Maybe we should turn on the AC." They're like, "Whoops, we don't have any." <laughs> You're like AC. What's that? Oh my god, you are a trooper. My rule, my rule of thumb is anything higher than six hours, I'm flying. i'm done i'm done at that point i don't care my god 16 hours and back so you had to do 32 hours on the road yeah with how how many people were in the car uh going there there were five and on the way back there were four so that that is terrible that is that memories (laughs) the the worst part about that was coming in was okay because i ended up like Back, back then, I just none of us had good cell service, and we were, like, going through, like, these deserts, so our Google Maps kept dropping. And so we ended up getting, like, a mildly lost and taking back roads, but we kept going through all these farms, and the sprinklers were running. And so I was like, oh, it's so nice getting this mist. Like, this isn't so bad. I thought it was going to be horrible. And then on the way back, we went, like, the straight way back to Oregon, and it was on a Monday because you always want to stay for finals on Sunday. Right, of and course. Uh, there was road construction going on and they just stopped traffic in the middle of a desert and it was oh. actually hot hotter in the car than it was outside so we stood outside of the car <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus oh this is terrible man you are a trooper i will say that oh my god i fly no. every well since i moved to california it's a little easier but after that i i flew every year <laughs> I would like that would be the reason why like uh, like I like uh, I had a bad experience at AX one year and I was like okay I'm never coming there again <laughs> because of this that kind of ride would be like okay I'm done with you know, I'm done with Evo driving the Evo but that that's cool man oh, okay so um and I think uh uh do you do you attend any other kind of tournaments or is it just Evo specifically that you go to like you know CES uh, final bout CEO. 
I have, actually haven't really gone to any conventions outside of the West Coast, but I, I have gone mm-hmm. to West Coast uh, Warzone. Is that the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've been to I that believe one. so, yes. I went to that one once. I only moved to L.A. about a year ago, so um, mm. I haven't really been in, in close proximity to things. But now that <laughs> I am, I, I get here and then, like, I guess I've been here for a year and a half, but half of this year has been in quarantine. So. Oh, God, yeah. It's like, welcome to L.A., stay in your house. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, my God. All right, and I think one of my favorite things I saw last year at Evo was, uh, like, you know, uh, when you and uh, and Ashley Riot uh, co- uh, cosplayed uh, Armika and Yamato, uh, Yamato Nadashiko. Because uh, I'm an Armika fan. I love playing, <laughs> playing her. Yeah. Uh, both yeah, so, like, and I know that Ashley is, like, in the Midwest, and uh, you are in the west coast and like and i was wondering like was it challenging to be on the same page when you were when y'all decided yeah let's let's coke we're going to cosplay as a group and uh because i've heard so many horror stories (laughs) of like group cosplaying and stuff like uh so was there was the distance kind of hard to kind of you know uh to collaborate with or or um Overall, no, because Armika Nadeshko's like costumes are so different. You don't really have mm-hmm. to to make them match really at all. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, mm-hmm. and it's wrestling, so like mm-hmm. they always go like ape shit. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can curse on here. <laughs> Fine. Uh, uh, but they always go kind of like over the top with wrestling outfits. So whatever we did worked. Um, the biggest problem we had was we'd been planning to do this for about three years before we actually <laughs> did it and it would be i'd i'd buy stuff and then ashley could is like oh i can't make it to evo or like oh i can't make i can't afford to make armika and i'm like oh it's it's okay and then the next time we'd be together it'd be like i would be like oh i can't afford to get the rest of the stuff for nadeshko maybe next time <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you have to be like it has to be in sync like simpatico like completely to uh for the right times like of like real life i mean yeah and i'm sure it would have been even more difficult if we had to like match things i've done cosplay groups where it's like everybody's coats have to look the same and that gets Mm. i don't know how you can do that over over distance unless one person's making everything so yeah you know it's funny like uh because it's funny you mentioned that because like um I, i've talked to people like uh sparkle pipsy and uh there was oh, a uh, yeah and maya uh maya elena she's like she, they they are like love life you know for life kind of people and yeah. i've always asked them because i'm like there is no way like y'all like there's like y'all doing groups of like eight <laughs> like uh, groups of eight or uh, ten and y'all all match like what do y'all do they're like that must be a nightmare to uh to just like collaborate it's like okay we're gonna do this specific outfit at ala this year it's like okay go <laughs> so i'm just like no nah, i can't i just can't even imagine the the information that you have to go with one another with that kind of thing you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh and uh, like uh, as you know it's kind of like we're 24 hours removed of this and uh from yesterday because like, it was actually crazy when i saw this uh all yeah. happening live uh, uh yesterday and i was like uh with the with recent cancel uh, like as you know evil online got canceled uh yesterday night um because mm-hmm. of the recent ad- allegations of uh of mr wizard uh and stuff so uh and i'm sure the uh, uh and like something like this especially now with the me too movement that's currently happening um like this will definitely shake uh, i'm assuming this has shaken your trust in the event itself especially with you know the stuff that was they were already talking about last year with like you know the the uh the possible uh drugging of like in the after party and stuff like that definitely. so uh 
yeah so like i was wondering like if evo does come back next year um is and uh, they obviously remove the people in power that you know that cause it to make it feel like you know dangerous or toxic or unsafe for anybody uh that cause it to shake your trust itself would that be enough for you to attend again or uh if not um is there anything what like what would they need to do to kind of gain your your trust to, to go back to that event for sure i i love evo it's my favorite event but uh every every girl that i know that attends this including myself has been at least sexually harassed if not abused at these events so it's pretty rampant um, I, I'm glad that Mr. Wizard is not a part of this anymore and they're detaching from him, but I think more so, like, I probably wouldn't go unless there was a big, like, reform of the code of conduct, which, thankfully, I've been seeing that, like, a lot of uh, people in the FGC are talking about that, even, I, I keep uh, very close contact with my friends still in Portland and uh, mm -hmm. one of my friends who's uh, very involved there, they said they're trying to make sure they're reforming all their local games and stuff and tournaments to make sure that uh, minority people, be it LGBTQ, women, POC, like everybody's feeling welcome at these things. So mm -hmm. um, I, I do feel confident that there's going to be a change um, and I hope that it's enough that myself and other other people who have been hurt in these instances uh, can feel comfortable and safe at these events again, because they're really fun and it's a real big bummer that that's something we have to worry about while we're there. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 like it's kind of sucked. Yeah, you basically have to leave like one eye open just to make sure everything is uh is straight. And it's like yeah, and it's uh, uh, and just with these crazy out with these with the with the stuff that's coming out uh co coming out and stuff like that. Well, I mean, the one thing I will respect uh respect Mr. Wizard. Don't get me wrong, I'm not giving him a pass on this. It's the fact that he uh he apologized on it. Like he didn't. He, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a circus of uh of if he did he or did he not it was pretty straightforward that he like he he owned up to whatever was being whatever happened uh happened to it but like the but at the same time i like to say that evo evo has to do a lot of major changes at this point uh, at this point in time because i mean it's not just like uh people's community itself but that's also kind of proving that to the partners that they have for the companies that that the, uh, that put their money in on this. I mean, shoot, I mean, just recently they're with ESPN for crying out loud. <laughs> now it's just like, I mean, they have to like, I, I don't know. Like I was kind of on the fence on that when I saw that too. And I'm like, ah, man, I don't know. We got like, they have, they got some work to do. So I'm keeping a really good eye on, on it f for this next like year or so for uh, sure. uh, right. with them. Yeah. I think that this is happening with a lot of nerd communities right now, because I know that this happened in, like just recently in streaming, which I think was what promoted people to come out with the, the their allegations for how they were abused in these situations. And I, I, I'm really hoping, because this has been a problem over not just the FCC, FGC, but anime conventions, um, working situations, Twitch and all that stuff. And it feels like it's been this festering wound that it is never taken care of. And now because we're all inside and need to focus on this and people are finally like uh, taking it seriously, it's like we're cleaning out the infection and hopefully uh, we can all come and it'll be healed over. And, and obviously there's still gonna be instances, but it's not gonna be so rampant that everybody needs to be so worried all the time.
Yeah, that's that's very true. So, well, we'll see. We'll see how this definitely goes, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, like and, and like I said, I'm familiar with most of your uh, like, you know, cosplays and Street Fighter that you've done. I know you've done uh, uh, like uh, another Chico as well as like uh, uh, some Street Fighter 4 characters. And I know the big one, I think your main one is Chun-Li, the different kinds of versions of Chun-Li. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> like uh, who do you have like a like a, a favorite SF character, uh, SF character and why? And I think you pretty much answered it just yeah. now. <laughs> Chun-Li, 100%. I actually have kind of a heartwarming story as to why. Um, mm-hmm. I've always like dabbled in like older older fighting games like i was never like competitive but i mean mm-hmm. i love dark stalkers i love street fighter i love king of fighters um and i was at a, i always liked chun li but i guess she, like i was just always like oh she's really cool um but i love i collect like anime figurines and gashapon i have a ton of them i've been slowly mm-hmm. trying to get rid of ones i don't really need to make rooms for ones that i really want um <laughs> i used to i still to this day buy blind boxes of little characters oh, wow. and mm-hmm. i remember i went to this comic shop and they had a uh marvel versus capcom 2 uh blind box and i really like felicia from dark stalkers because i have a childhood story of her from the horrible american cartoon they made um, oh god yes <laughs> usa <laughs> oh no uh but i wanted felicia and i got chun li instead and mm-hmm. i'm i've always been a, a bigger on the thicker side of things uh my family's ukrainian and everybody's always do just have bigger bones just and mm-hmm. also just like weight gain over time and stuff like that but i've always struggled with being made fun of for how big my legs were because my even my mm-hmm. calves are like 17 and a half inches wide so i've just always been made fun of for how big my legs are but i had this figurine of chun li and she had these big legs and she was so pretty and girly and i was just like oh girls can can have big legs too and still be pretty and so I had that I had that gash upon like on my desk like for so long. I still have it. Um mm. and I would just anytime I feel bad I'd look at it. I'm like if Chun Li can look pretty, I can too. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So you so you found like just a character that you just basically related immediately with. Uh mm. that that's that's so cool. That's good. That's a cool story. What's your Felicia story? You got, I got. I got to know that. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I don't remember too much of watching the American Darkstalkers cartoon, but I remember seeing Felicia, and I was like one of those kids who really wanted to be a cat. I loved cats, mm-hmm. like those yeah. sixty or seven year olds, and um, I remember seeing Felicia in there, and I, for some reason, decided she was a fourteen year old girl in my head. <laughs> and I, I was like, I love her. My favorite number is fourteen. My favorite number to this day is fourteen because of that. Oh um, my gosh! And I was, wait, you put fourteen? It like you put the sort the background that she, that she was fourteen years old, and yeah. then you were like, let's roll with it. Yes, I was <laughs> oh seven, no, so I had no concept of age. But um, I would sit in the like anytime we'd go on trips, probably until I was ten or eleven years old. I know that other people do this, but when you're sitting in the car and you're watching and you pretend somebody's like parkouring on like signs and stuff next to you, I'd always pretend it was Felicia and I'd like draw pictures of her like jumping from signs. And I was like, she's my favorite 14 year old cat girl. I'm going to be like her when I grow up. That is amazingly awesome. <laughs> That's adorable, I will have to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's not even my favorite anymore. Now my favorite's uh, it. <laughs> 
Uh, real way. I have Sienko on my computer. Oh yeah, Sienko. <laughs> did you ever? Did you ever dress up as her? Ever cosplay her? No, she's on my list though. I really want yeah. her, but I just don't have room to keep these in my apartment. I don't. Know, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh man, that's like I don't know. Like, I would love to see a cosplayer who can have multiple ones, like you know, because she has a lot of stuff in those in, oh, the, yeah. in the sleeves. So it's like you just see have a mace ball just randomly just coming down. That'd be kind of funny to see. I think you oh, can do man. the mace ball because it could be really light, but definitely whenever mm-hmm. I do this, I want to make it so the claws are poseable. I've been thinking about how I can do that. Like I'm thinking about having like Velcro on it so I can like pull mm-hmm. it up and stick it because she can like individually use her claws. Retract them. Oh I didn't yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. I thought I thought they were just tiger claws. Oh I didn't know they were I thought yeah, they were just she has that, tiger claws. That one move like I think in MVC three it might be in the other ones too but where she like puts her like hand up and it's just like one claws up and the other two are down so oh i didn't know that okay that, that's cool <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh all right and uh, do you have a specific like uh do you have any kind of specific process on deciding like what your cosplay what cosplay you're going to do next yeah um so like every cosplayer i'm sure i watch things and then i just collect a list of i like these characters uh, but from there, it's a combination of a few things. I think the first thing I focus on is what I would look good in, which I know you can cosplay anything you want, but there's still like out, like obviously there's different body types. So different, different like cuts of things or uh, colors even look better on certain people than others. Like I'm not very good in white unless there's like something to detract from this giant block of white on the costume. So I think of that first and then following that is usually what are my friends doing? Cause cosplaying with friends is so much better than cosplaying by yourself. <laughs> and then after that, it's kind of just like, what am I into? Like what, what am I most interested in at the time? Or what, what do I have like a strong connection with and just like got back into or something like that. So mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I and mostly I'm mostly familiar with like you know you cosplaying as characters from gaming uh, mostly because I, I loved your uh, Kirby dress that you did, yeah. <laughs> and then the picture of the cake and everything. I was like, oh, this is freaking hilarious. I love it. Uh, and the uh, uh, but uh, do you pull inspirations from other outlets like you know anime, cartoons, comic books, or anything like like that? Of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I probably say the thing I'm most interested in is anime. I've definitely cosplayed more gaming characters though. Um, but yeah, anime, comics, uh, cartoons. I went to school for animation, so I've always been super into just animation in general. And then even I've done a few uh, original character costumes, which is getting more popular now I'm seeing. So like Kirby was an original, even though it's not an original character, that's a design I made up myself. Yeah, it's look like a custom design that you put your own flair to. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's very, very. It's very cool. I love. I love when people do that. That's great. And uh, uh, what are some of the most difficult things to ever, that you ever like had to overcome when working on your cosplay? The, the most difficult thing is honestly that I'm a like I'm a perfectionist. So when I make these costumes, I want them to be absolutely perfect. And a lot of the times, you have to rush things before a convention because you're like, oh. Sh- getting on the plane, got to throw this together so it fits in my suitcase. Um, And my issue is that I always come back to it and I go, I'm going to make it better this time. So there's been, there's been times where I, I like, I'm just going to fix this one thing and I end up remaking the entire costume. 
and there are multiple costumes I have made three or four times because I'm like, it's going to be better this time. <laughs> are <laughs> you the kind of person that brings like their sewing machine to the hotel with them or? Yes, I used oh, to have no. a really, I've, I've been so much better about it, but definitely in my, I feel like what's my cosplaying prime when I was going to like a lot of conventions and making like two or three costumes per convention, there were a lot of times I didn't make it to the convention but like half a day because i was in my hotel room sewing the entire time <laughs> what is up with that i never really understood that like because like i have so many friends that do the same thing and then they're like uh the mentality and it's uh maybe i'm just being generalistic when they about cosplayers but uh like the the mentality of it it's like oh don't worry all i need to do is just one stitch and i'll uh, and i'll bring the sewing machine with me uh and then that's it and then we'll be good and then i'll be good i'll be at we'll be at the convention then like five hours later it's like they're still it's still going still going at it i mean like what why is it that mentality about uh about it i definitely have this issue in like pretty much every asset of my life where i uh underestimate the time that's going into this and also i in a lot of things specifically sewing i don't do well if i go fast like i I, i'm I'm a very slow and meticulous person which and that's when i i shine so (laughs) when i'm uh a lot of the times i'll go like yeah i just need to do this stitch and then i'll sit there and i'll go this other stitch isn't straight i've got my sewing machine here anyways let me rip it out and sew it again oh no it's it's uh yeah i feel so bad when that happens though because it's like this is a new world y'all your people are planning y'all are planning to go to this event for so long and then like you're at the event and you're missing it because (laughs) because of uh because of a a cross stitch or something that's that, that that didn't look quite straight or good you know but no but that's cool i mean yeah i can't say I can relate, but I, I just want to try to understand that a little more, you know. For sure, I don't suggest anybody do that. Like, I it's a bad habit. I'm trying to get out of it, and I I have mostly, but there's been a few times where I still bring the sewing machine. At at last Evo, I had my sewing machine in the in the room sewing Nadeshko, and then my sewing machine. Oh, I forgot my power cord for my sewing machine at home. Luckily, I had a friend in Vegas, so I drove to his house to get his sewing machine and then drove back to work on my costume. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. You know, I think the mentality people should have now is, just, is that friends don't let fr- friends don't let their friends cosplay with the, bring a sewing machine at, uh, at events because that is... That kills it. Yeah. <laughs> that kills it. <laughs> oh man! All right, and uh, and I saw that you also are like you know I didn't know but I had no idea that you were a big Bimani fan like uh like for gaming and stuff like that like uh yeah so like what's your go to do you uh, do uh, do you do the uh, poppin music uh, beat mania like which ones like what's your favorite that you usually like to do? Um, I love poppin music. Uh, my absolute favorite of all time is Dance Dance Revolution. That is my favorite game of all time. I actually used to, that's the only game I've been super competitive in. I used to go to competitions when I was younger. I was actually, I don't know how legit this was, but I was crowned by our little uh, community as best girl in Oregon for like four years or so. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I, when I was at my prime, uh, I definitely could beat every song on the game. I was uh, SDGing songs, which is single-digit grading. Um, I was like 
I never triple A'd things, but I was constantly doubling things and really pushing myself. And then college ruined all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and the wall. <laughs> There's the wall. Yeah. But then again, I've always like with DDR, I've always kind of hit that wall. Of, like it's a certain, it's a certain age. I feel that like you have to be like uh, when you're playing DDR. And then once you hit that age, that like the, the age cut, you shouldn't be playing that anymore. I, mean, I, I still play regularly. I actually, I gift a gift from God. Uh, my best friend and I actually met because of Dance Dance Revolution, and he got a, a metal pad recently. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm so jealous. And he's like, I just got it off Craigslist. Look at Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace right when quarantine started. And I went on Facebook Marketplace, and somebody was just getting rid of a. It's not a good metal DDR pad, but it's a metal DDR pad for free. They were just giving it away. So uh, my best friend lives in Seattle and he, I like sent him my control box for my DDR and he sent me back just this other thing with wires and we were just like on video chat and he's like, okay, attach this wire here, plug it into your computer, see if the, the arrows work and we got it working. So I'm playing again. And even, even before that, I was, uh, there's been a lot of remote tournaments happening now with Dance Dance Revolution and like, uh, uh, female only leagues and stuff like that which is awesome so I was even participating in things like that um but with the level DDR is now I'm just like dude I just want to get back to where I was I don't need to beat any mm. every song anymore <laughs> these are getting a little crazy crazy <laughs> <laughs> man technology is a fun thing Jeez. okay uh and uh uh do you have a specific like a like uh a dream cosplay is there something that you're what's like something that you're knowing you're wanting to do but it might be like you know price like or physics or anything like that that could that's holding you off to doing uh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's actually time more than anything. I just because I want it to be absolutely perfect. Um, there's an anime I really like that people either haven't heard of or hate, and it's called Boogie Pop Phantom. It came out. Oh in... God, yes, I know Boogie Pop Phantom. Oh bless yeah, you. <laughs> with the uh, with the with the dude with the crazy hat and stuff. Oh man, yeah. Boogie, I want to cosplay Boogie Pop really bad, and I want to do the whole thing because uh, uh, Tok. If you haven't seen the anime Toka, I know you have, but if anybody listening, it's basically this girl is has a uh, a split personality that kind of fights uh, supernatural things. So I want to make Toka's uh, school uniform, and then I want to do Boogie Pop's cape and have the the big uh, yin yang ribbon and things like that. So that shaped my taste in anime and i just like that's just my dream i want to show some props to what made me who i am today <laughs> <laughs> that series is pretty tight i think it's really underrated in my opinion it's like a very good psychological anime series if you haven't heard there's actually they released a new one at the beginning of 2019 because it was the 20th mm. anniversary of the light novels and it's very very good um, oh it is okay. it is extremely good uh, I, I could go on about Boogie Pop, but I won't. But <laughs> uh, I will say Boogie Pop Phantom is actually not technically part of the novels. It was something that the uh, studio that made it took uh, ideas from the novels. And it's actually its own standalone story and isn't canon to the series. But Boogie Pop and Others, which is the new anime, is actually completely canon to the story and covers like five of the light novels, which there's about like 28 light novels it's extremely long running so. <laughs> so it's kind of like what they did with fma and fma brotherhood essentially yeah. it's like made stuff up and then they went one with the regular manga series yeah that makes sense 
that's cool. And uh, and uh, last question. Um, I know that the pandemic has uh, put a stain like on your 2020 plans of to cosplay this year. Uh, but would you say because you are forced to spend more time at home, have you been like productive on creating something new on cosplay, or has it just uh, has the list just slowly been increasing? Like because now you have more time to watch a series, and they're like, oh my god, I got to play, I got to do this one and jot it down, you know. Yeah, um, I actually, unfortunately, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was kind of in a low place, so I wasn't doing anything, including watching stuff. But now that I'm I'm on an upswing, I'm actually starting, even though I have added like a few cosplays, I'm actually working on stuff now. So, and I'm actually pretty determined because there's no conventions for the rest of the year. I want to have two or three cosplays done by the end of it that I'm like, oh, these are ready for con and uh i can i there's ready and i'm not rushing before and i can kind of create like a nice a nice uh buffer of making costumes yeah, <laughs> yeah just take advantage of that buffer i will definitely say you know and, and don't bring your sewing machine to, no to the convention oh, yeah, yes that's that'll be my rule of rule of thumb right there for y'all <laughs> okay cool well uh well, uh, Piggy Nuka, uh, thank you so much for stopping by and doing an interview with me. Uh, with me for this. Uh, would you like to kind of plug plug your uh, your any of your social media, you know, to promote for yourself? Sure. Um, I have Instagram and Twitter. Those are both Piggy Nuka, just P I G G Y N U K K A. I do have a Patreon. Most of it's paid, but I have cosplay tutorials on there for free because I don't like putting that knowledge behind a paywall because I learned from free tutorials and stuff like that. So whenever I do a costume walkthrough or um, I do a tutorial, it's on there and you can just search my tutorials tag and that's Piggy Nuka cosplay. So that's that's about all I keep updated. So. Awesome, great. Well, thank you so much for stopping by. I really, really, really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, yes, thank you. And uh, once again, you can definitely check out uh, check out the video here of uh, uh, of these uh, of our interviews here on the CFG channel on YouTube. So definitely give us a like, follow a comment on that, or go to our main website confreaksandgeeks.com, and uh, you'll you'll be able to also check out some more uh, of this as well as other awesome content. So uh, this is Davis signing off, and uh, y'all take it easy. <laughs>